0: Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much! <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together, I'm Josh. Pearce, şehre,
1: meow, 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 meow,
0: And on today's episode, we talk about the top five movie cats.
1: Meow, meow, meow.
0: Is this your bit? No. <laughs> I was all right with it. We could go. I mean, I, I would bit do it. is
1: this? <laughs> Hello there, everyone. My name is Kylie, and we're talking about movie cuts today. Oh, man.
0: Where's Kitty Kylie? No. <laughs> I like Cockney Kylie. She's great, but Kitty Kylie. Meow,
1: no, meow, no, meow. No. All
0: right. Uh, let's just jump in. Let's do this. Okay. My number five. <laughs> uh, the Inquiry of the Half-Squared Fortnite. Here it is. Kylie. 2019. In cinema.
1: Has been terrible.
0: Has been a year, but we we will have by the time we're done, three talking dog movies, plus John Wick. All right.
1: Mhm. All
0: about dogs. Well. We've, all, <laughs> we've also got we've got Goose Goose the cat. Okay. We got cool. we got Church the cat. We got uh we got we who's, got who's Church? Church from Pet Cemetery.
1: Okay, hey, you're right. Uh huh. Okay. I knew that. I,
0: I. I. Okay. We've got the Lion King. Uh huh. And we've got
1: cats. Uh
0: huh. Kylie, this, this is the debate. Here it is. Are we in the year of the cat or the year of the dog? What is it? What are we doing? The year of the cat or the year of the dog? Who Who will win this great battle? No. <laughs> All right, okay. There could be another candidate. What? What, what you got?
1: I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think that either of the we're gonna leave this year thinking, yeah, this was the year of the cat or the year of the dog. I think we will leave in quiet contempt.
0: Yeah, but I mean, who's gonna win, the cat or the dog, Kylie?
1: Um, I, can I counter-argument? Yes. Year of the Detective.
0: Oh. Year of the
1: Pikachu? Yeah, Detective Pikachu died out quick.
0: Yeah, that was sad. That did not have a long-lasting cultural impact. It
1: did not. Wow, none of these have. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, you're forgetting the dog from Stuber.
0: Oh, there is a dog in Stuber. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it's a good dog. Um yeah uh, uh I think it might end out in a wash. Oh okay. Uh-huh.
0: I I think that in the long history of cinema there has been a severe underrepresentation of the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a it's good that the cat is getting its due. While they they've had some things that there are good examples. So this was a hard list to narrow down. It's
1: getting its due with cats. <laughs> well, well, listen, I'm not saying that it's
0: going to be good, but at least they're front and center. I mean, we don't have a musical called Dogs. But if Cats does well enough, if we all go out and see horror movie Cats. You know what's weird?
1: Yeah, what's up? They don't bother me, which is the shockingest uh, thing of not, all time. I don't understand how. I don't know either. They, Maybe they are
0: terrible. Like the fact that like the cats have a human shaped body, uh-huh. like even down to like the female cats have a feminine figure, and I'm like, that's not a cat figure. What are you doing?
1: They just look like, like the bodies of the actors. They look
0: like there's this weird mix of like them in CGI body suits. Down to the size of cats. Like, what, just, what are you doing? Why are you going to CGI a bodysuit onto somebody and then give it fur? What is this choice? It's terrifying.
1: It doesn't scare me. And I don't know why. I can't, I can't explain why, Josh. I'm sorry. I can't beat it. I just. You don't, you don't need to beat it. I just, I don't. Josh, I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. I don't want you to go see it. I'm okay. Okay. Done. I don't see it. I'll see it and I'll report back.
0: Okay. I need you, uh, I need, uh yeah, that'll be a solid. I don't think it's gonna end up on our calendar. It won't. So Because it comes out at the holiday seasons, and the holiday seasons comes, are busy. It
1: comes off on Christmas.
0: And if we do well, we'll already have lots of things to do in Christmas. Including Star Wars. Um and I'm going to want to try to squeeze little women in there if we can. That might be like an early January, but...
1: Only if we pair it with cats. Why do you hate me? No, I'll see cats and I'll just talk about it. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. We'll have an entire episode where I go in-depth and explain everything scene by scene.
0: I've seen the musical. I'm good. Josh. Josh. It's bad.
1: You haven't heard me
0: describe
1: it, though. It's terrible. I agree.
0: <laughs> Is this going to be like when I describe for you, scene for scene, the Happy Time Murders?
1: No, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a... I'm a... I'm a storyteller. Oh, rude! Rude! <laughs> Is this Is why you're letting me be a DM? Because, like,
0: I get down to the nitty-gritty you, details you, you. of the most useless... When under... you... When you go in deep, when you nerd out, it's some of my favorite stuff. Like, oh, listeners, eventually you're going to hear, or you may have already heard, I'm not totally sure, you're eventually going to hear a rant uh, where Kylie goes off on the film face off. When it comes up, you, ju- you just be ready. You be ready. We
1: didn't explain why we did that episode. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> uh, it's clear. It's clear. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, they can. We didn't spoon feed it to them, but there are some hints in there. That's why we did that episode. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna say, in spite of cats, Year of the Cat, and in spite of Lion King. So just Goose.
1: Mm-hmm. Is really what sugar going on? Yep. Mom, Mother Cat.
0: Oh, Mother Cat. Mother Cat's solid.
1: Mm-hmm. Mother Cat. tugging on your
0: heart keepings. It really is like that stupid dog movie's got me
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right friends me... i think that's the beauty of dog movies like <sighs> if i went to film school it would be so that i could craft the perfect dog film because
0: whoa you're saying it doesn't already exist <sighs>
1: Homeward Bound is like is, an, is like the most the closest thing to a nearly perfect like animal film, if not the perfect. It is the it's what we stand on.
0: I mean, it's not what I was referencing. as what I think you think the perfect dog movie is.
1: I don't think Air Bud's the perfect dog it's movie. It's the
0: perfect dog movie.
1: It's the craziest dog movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Josh, ain't no rule says the dog can't play basketball. Ain't no rule. If you, want to this, if you want to answer the inquiry answer in the half squared of Fortnite, which is Year of the Cat, Year of the Dog, who wins? I think it's Year of the Dog. Uh, you're probably right. I just want it to be Year of the Cat so bad. I,
1: I, I, I Box office-wise, it's Year of the Cat. Yeah. Like, I, it, it will. Like, Lion King and Captain Marvel already have it beat, but...
0: In our hearts? The art
1: of racing in the rain is... An it, actual good book. Um,
0: I think that that movie could surprise. Like, I think it's coming out in the fall. I
1: think it's the end of August. The end of August.
0: And, like, there is a chance that if it's any good, people might go see it. People like dogs. People like books. <laughs> good argument. People uh, have feelings towards Kevin Costner and Amanda Seyfried. And they might be like, ah, Milo. He was on television.
1: Is Milo in Rocky? Is that the guy?
0: He's in Rocky Five. That's yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I
1: know who he is. Yeah. Okay, I've been trying to place him for months. No, Rocky okay. Six. Sorry. And Creed Two. Rocky double Yeah. Yes. He yes. Sorry, when I say Rocky, I mean like yes. the concept, the the, the the in the universe. Yes.
0: Alright, uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, you can do so at friendofrefriendpodcast.scorespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any star review, so let's hit that subscribe button! Meow! 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 Get out of here! No! <coughs> Stop it! <coughs> I love cats so much, but I hate that musical so much! let <coughs> <That's> not cats! Meow! Meow! Meow!
1: Meow! <sighs> it's so bad.
0: That trailer is so bad. Meow, I can't, meow, it like, meow, it angers my meow, soul. Oh my goodness, at this
1: uncomfortable meow, level. Meow, 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 I just, meow, I
0: feel meow. like I watch it and my heart is dying. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so dramatic. <laughs> you were singing a dramatic song. <laughs>
1: I didn't know for the longest time that came from cats. So I learned that. Yeah.
0: Recently. She was like, when Jennifer Hudson started singing it, it's when I learned it. I was it. like,
1: oh, this is a cat song. Oh,
0: Jennifer Hudson is here trying to get an Oscar.
1: Listen, aren't we all? Aren't we all just trying to get an Oscar? I
0: mean, fair. That's I mean, fair enough. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend the Friend Podcast. And now on with the show. This, this was hard.
1: There's a lot of options. There is
0: a lot of options. There are more options than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't realize how passionate I felt about a lot of cats. So, yeah, there you go. I will say I appreciated you sending me your list so that I could cross some uh, some off. Okay. Yeah. There's also one that I was surprised that is not on your list. Let me, wait, wait. Let me double check that it's not there before I... Um, Fully say this. Oh, my gift that I was transiting.
1: Is again. it because of a statement I said earlier in this podcast?
0: No. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, surprise that it's not there. It's also not on mine, but it was on a lot of them as well. Uh, Kylie and I didn't didn't save the cat. We didn't save Jonesy.
1: I'm gonna just say something real
0: quick. Yeah
1: like I. Jones is like you know like what am I gonna say about Jones it's like it's a cat that is just hanging around a spaceship like I don't know like I understand that Jones is like there and like it's the thing that like it's part of the plot in the end it's part of the climax and it adds to the tension but Jones itself has nothing else for me to cling on to other than that it's a cute cat and I like when the cat watches the guy get ripped to pieces.
0: Man, this because went,
1: it doesn't have any emotion about it
0: this went exactly where i was hoping it would go because like, i feel very similarly and this helps me like really explain why some cats made my list and some did not and this is why i personally feel like there is an underrepresentation of cats is because usually cats are used as set decoration or as like a one-off like oh look there's a cat oh it, it represents it's a cat person or like he's some sort of metaphor to the cat or whatnot, um, and the cat itself does, isn't ever given a lot of personality or isn't ever given a lot of uh, reason or purpose or drive. Mm-hmm. And so that's, whereas dogs, I think, are given more so in more films. They're used as characters more, and you could maybe say that maybe that's because dogs are easier to train to be on camera than cats are, and that that's probably fair enough. I think that but, I
1: think that also dogs have to my my in my opinion, dogs have more expression to their face. Yeah. Because dogs open their mouth a lot more often than cats do, mm-hmm. and because of that, they look like like when they open their mouth, they're like they're panting. They look like they're smiling. Yeah. And so like that tells us happiness. But then when they stop and they like close their mouth again, like you you see concern in things. And so like that's also I think why the training of them. I think that we put on a lot more facial express. We, we project facial expressions mm-hmm. onto dogs a lot more. And they
0: make that easier as well because mm-hmm. I, I think that dogs in general are more emotional creatures mm-hmm. in terms of their ups and their downs and their feelings than cats are. Cats are very they're kind of expressionless in their face they, uh, uh, even online where you're seeing them the only expression you get are their eyes their eyes you get really big or really small or things along those lines. and that that is very good in terms of expressing emotion but it's not as good or as clear as what i should say as a dog
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh and so like honestly one of the like I'm gonna say every single one of my cats is an animated cat.
0: I've got I've got some real cats on here.
1: I have no real cats, and that was not on purpose by right. me. Right, but it's actually me just thinking about it now. Every single one of them is an animated cat.
0: Um, I've got I intentionally, as I was like narrowing down on my harder list, it's kind of where I go for categories, and so I kind of intentionally included only a couple animated ones on purpose um also in terms of my rules my provisos my quid pro quos i um i didn't limit myself to only house cats i included like cats of the wild as well
1: well we're pairing this with lion king so so.
0: yes yeah yeah, absolutely that was just kind of something that i thought to do there as well got any other rules provisos quid pro quos
1: no um Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, what I was going to say. My number five is. Go for it. My number five is The Rabbi's Cat from The Rabbi's Cat. It eats a parrot and now it can talk and it has a lot of opinions on uh, politics. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the Rabbi's I should actually give the information because I'm about to just spill out a bunch of things on a uh, film I haven't seen in a long while. Um, so, The Rabbi's Cat is a French animated film from the year 2011, and what it is, is it's, it's the cat eats the parrot and now the cat can talk and share its opinions. And it's talking about the conflict in um, Israel between Palestine and Israel. And uh, it comes with a lot of political satire with it. I think that it, has, it holds a lot of like interesting perspectives, considering it's coming from a cat the rabbi's cat is a it's it's not a little kid film it's an adult film ah. for us and i think the secure the satirical wit of the cat itself is very engaging and interesting to follow um it's a film that takes a subject matter that i'm honestly not that familiar with but it helps me kind of process things and i don't always agree everything the the film says however it's helping me get a perspective that I may otherwise not have. Nice.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I have not seen the rabbis. And
1: it gives a perspective of... Um, it, it, it shows a Jewish experience. And I think that those are always good. And it also gives a Jewish experience outside of the United States, which I think that when we, a lot of times, have talked about it and bring, brought stuff up as representation, a lot of times our films take place either in the United States, or North America, I should say, and um, a World War II setting. And yeah. that's a lot of times that we get to see, but we don't get to see a lot of Jewish uh, representation and or kind of lifestyle in other countries. And I think that's a good idea. Nice. That's this, awesome. This has been my thoughts.
0: Thank you. My wonderful talk. thoughts. Um, my number five come is... Baby the Leopard from 1938's Bringing Up Baby. So, Bringing Up Baby is a uh, Howard Hawks film uh, starring Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn. And it's one of his screwball comedies. And basically, the genre of screwball comedy is... Oh
1: my gosh, it's an actual leopard. It's an actual
0: leopard. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's not what I thought that
1: film was about. <laughs>
0: So basically, it's the, the format of two people fall in love who don't like each other and they kind of go through crazy situations. Um, and this crazy situation is that Catherine Hepburn wants a leopard and so she gets one because she's rich. Um, and this leopard causes a lot of issues and problems. In their relationship. But the leopard itself is kind of adorable. Uh, Cary Grant very famously was terrified on this film because he was terrified of the leopard itself. Um Though it was a train. It was a train. It was from the local zoo. It was actually a, an animal that had been hurt but given to the zoo to be protected and brought back to health and stuff like that. And it was used in the film uh, to represent this kind of leopard. But basically the leopard ends up being like a big old cat. A big old adorable cat. To uh, Kevin Hepburn in this character, in, in this film. And no, it is not a proper representation of how a leopard is if it was kept in a house. But like this idea of like a leopard as a house cat is adorable, and I'm on board. Love it. Baby the Leopard. I'm
1: stressed out just looking at these pictures. The
0: movie's really funny. Like, oh I God. definitely would lo- I would love to, like, just watch this... Like, have Kelly watch this movie and, like, let's talk I about it. I
1: don't like... They're so I scary! Know. No, but Barry's so, so kind! It's growling in this picture! It's so
0: mean-looking! It's okay. Maybe it's a good leopard.
1: I just, I just don't like... I just so scary, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't like watching nature documentaries. I'm afraid they're going to attack. I'm going to see their teeth and everything. Should
0: we do African cats? They're just kitties.
1: Okay, let's do the reptile house. Okay. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do, uh,
0: uh, uh, I also don't like when snakes attack. Yeah, no, not good. <sighs> oh. I didn't mean to break you
1: I uh, I actually have a jungle cat on here but <laughs> it's okay.
0: It's not an actual leopard. all right
1: my, number, my next one is beers beers So in Dragon Ball Z <laughs> uh-huh. um, Battle of the gods so Battle of the God okay so 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 Josh. We get Dragon Ball Evolution, a terrible film. Yes. You know what the original creator of Dragon Ball Z does? Hold my beer. Uh-huh. And I am going to make another film. And so it's indirect response because he's like, no, no, no. I ain't going down like a sucker, no way. And he makes this film. And actually what what this film does is it kind of actually takes the tropes of uh, Dragon Ball Z that we're kind of used to at this point, And it flips it on its head and kind of like nuances it and some fans are on board and some fans aren't on board oh my gosh black Jedi and so here we go and we get this film battle of the gods we bring in beers a god oh a a god cat A, a god cat um based off of the Egyptian kind of representation of their um admiration for cats in the time uh if you're in Egypt don't touch the cats um but it, Never. Th- we come down and we get this great creature, this most powerful creature, I and mean, we gotta fight this creature. We gotta fight fierce. And spoiler alerts, everyone: fierce is a big old softie, and we just Aww. have to learn how to c- connect with fierce on their own level, which I think we do with tapioca pudding. I'm pretty sure.
0: love it. It's <laughs> solid.
1: But what 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 is what is good about this film is that. Bierce is like this representation of this almighty thing that we have to overcome which like cats in their own way are portrayed as these unemotional creatures and at first that is how Beerus kind of comes to interact because Bierce looks like it's just like doing this for the pleasure of the kill Mm -hmm. and the way that I make it makes it sound much more malicious but like it's in a anime, cartoony way, yeah, where you're we're good. having fun. However, but like that's how cats usually are portrayed as, like they're these evil, one foot in hell already kind of creatures. However, it you know in the end, they can be sweethearts. Unlike this leopard, the leopard is a sweetheart. What I are you
0: just talking about? No, the baby is a good leopard. Oh
1: my gosh, it's evil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you think bringing up baby was about? Oh, about a baby?
1: <laughs> it was, I thought it was just going to be
0: like, I knew it was a
1: Katherine Cap- Hepburn film, and I thought like, oh, she's not going to know how to bring up the baby, so she's got to figure it out. Yeah, the baby leopard. The other option that I had was that she was going to be spoiled and rich and didn't understand how to live life, and so like we got to bring her up.
0: We got to bring up the leopard. <laughs> Um, can I ask you a side tangential question that I thought, I've not seen this movie, so side tangential question, um, about, uh, animes, kind of. Uh, are there, so, Pokemon, uh, which I've been watching more and like, uh, had a good, like, three episode run, where I was, like, on board with all the episodes, Um, which was uh, Bulbasaur um, and the Hidden Village. Charmander. Charmander's... uh, Charmander um, Stray? Charmander the Stray, I think is what that one's called. And then um, the Squirtle one. Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. Solid episodes. Uh, We're just filling in the main cast at this point. I don't love... I don't think I I want to... I don't love the representation of cats.
1: Uh Uh-huh. In...
0: The Pokemon franchise. Because we've got Meowth, Uh and then Mewtwo kind of cat-like. Okay. But, like, Mewtwo seems, like, weird, anti-hero. Don't worry. Mewtwo's pretty cool when you get to know him. Are there other cats? Are there other cat Pokemon that are, like, just kind of cute cat Pokemon? I like
1: Persian. Like, I like Persian a lot. I think Persian's beautiful. Persian, however, is is, is the evolution of Meowth and hanging out with the bad guy, so... Um are there what good good,
0: good good cats or are there is this a dog universe?
1: Not in this series. Okay. There right. will be better cats later on.
0: All right, I just I had to figure it out.
1: I will tell you that most of the cat pokemon are just there for like like, you would own as a pet. You would not. It's okay. You would not go on to. I am I am on board with that. Win a beauty pageant. Me
0: them. and Melanie are going to set up our secret villages together. I'll be like, let's just nurse these things back to life, and then they can go out into the world, and that's all good. Yep, absolutely. I love it. Oh, that Bulbasaur. That's a solid Bulbasaur. It's brave. It's kind. It loves protecting the other animals. It's like, all right, Ash, if you do these things, I'll be with you.
1: Bulbasaur is my favorite of the... Of, uh, Ash's Pokemon. I also I really like Butterfree as well. I also really like... I. Not enough is given to Pidgeot. Pidgeotto. Yeah. Pidgeotto. Sorry, he doesn't have a Pidgeot. Pidgeotto does not give enough for do, but Pidgeotto should have more to do.
0: Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I, I'm on board so far. Does, also, why Misty, I just want you to have your Oddish. I know your water. I get it. Totally fair. But like... You and that Oddish were so adorable together. Also, I just want an Oddish. Like, why can't the Bulbasaur just have the Oddish as its pet? Like, come on, buddy. Like, can the Bulbasaur have a Pokeball? Bulbasaur and then the Oddish comes out. Oh, we're getting into Pokemon ter- the movie territory. Sorry, sorry. All right. All right, uh, my number four. Uh, so I was thinking about some some what are some ways that cats are used on screen and how are they used and represented? And one of the things I thought of is there's all there is this this long-standing like cat trope of um, evil dudes with cats on the lap or like powerful dudes with cats on the lap, and they're always petting them and they're always kind of. You know, just yeah, because an
1: evil dude can't have a golden retriever. No, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) yes, I want to have this cat. And so, like, this kind of like, why is the cat on the like the side of the evil person? And like, how is the cat used to represent this thing? And a lot of times, like the the big one that I saw, like my first reference to this is, truth be told, Doctor Claw and Inspector Gadget, the cartoon, and that cat. Um, but a lot of the references that I saw were to Blofeld's cat in the in James Bond series. But I was like, whatever, James Bond, don't like. Also, that cat just sits there, whatever, boring sauce. So I went with Vito's cat from The Godfather. And here's why I like Vito's cat in The Godfather. Like, little little kind of cat that's like sitting there with Vito, and like you see him playing with it. But what I love about Vito's cat is that Vito's cat plays back. Um, and so he is not like this cat is very playful and fun and plays with Vito as well and kind of like paws at it and tacks at it and it's this wonderful like relationship that tells you more about Vito's character and tells you more about how he represent and acts towards people and what that character is about and you see this wonderful visual representation because this cat is not afraid of Vito not afraid to be a, a part of his master's life and just like I just I love that little playfulness that little interaction there he is a lap cat he is representing all of the like evil guy with the cat stuff but he's got his own personality to him so Vito's cat
1: you give him if you give Vito what he wants Vito will give it back there you go know. I never noticed that he had a cat in yeah. this, any
0: of these posters.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, Vito doesn't have a cow. Vito has a cat.
0: Vito has a cat. Vito Corleone. Wow. There you
1: go. My number four. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Time to get into Disney territory. Burr, burr.
0: Uh, I also have some Disney coming up actually next as well
1: too uh, Thomas O'Malley the alley cat Thomas O'Malley is great I also really like the scat cat but I went with Thomas O'Malley because Thomas O'Malley transcends more than just a single scene although the scat cat really transcends an entire generation
0: (laughs) this has been my TED talk
1: (laughs) I just have a lot of love for (laughs) that cat also really like the aristocats as a whole the aristocats is yeah. like um uh, i don't know it's like i although like i tried to think about what that film was about and it blew up my mind and i don't ever want to think about it again
0: so this old lady
1: it's about the rich and the poor hate the middle class
0: <laughs> <laughs> she gives her fortune to the cats you can
1: only have the extremes you can't have the middle <laughs>
0: And uh, the butler is like, no, what? This rude. The working middle class. I've worked so hard. You give me these cats. he so tries to kill them. I like Tom Smalley. It's a good cat. He's solid. Yeah, it's uh, Tom
1: Smalley. He's also like I know. Like we get the grifters a lot, but he's not like a grifter that's annoying. Yeah. And awful. And you know, like he like. Like, it would have been really easy for Thomas O'Malley to just be like, I like this mom character, like, but I hate the kids, because that's always what you get, like, with, like... And then they have to learn to love the kids. Yeah, but he loves the kids already. Oh, wait, sorry, yes. (laughs) He loves the kids already. The kids are great. He, like, tries to go and save the girl.
0: And his, um, his arc and his emotional piece
1: to it is being is part of a family and not just being a loner yes. and learning to accept others into yeah. your heart because like he's like i like the kids i don't want them to die but he's like wow i have to be part of this family and not just leave them and join the scat cat because the scat cat is the greatest cat of all time <laughs> but not
0: i your list. i just like what am i gonna say other than the scat cat is the coolest thing ever um and that's what i like about the aristocats is that, yes it is telling that very standard like men need to settle down and be with the pretty lady story. But, like... I don't
1: think that it's also just Thomas O'Malley of being like, he has to settle down because he's a man. I think it's more like, like... I I don't know. It shows
0: to me that he wants to settle down, and this is an active choice. mm -hmm. And we also get to see enough of Duchess. Yes, it is only in the context of her kids, but we do get to see enough of Duchess to understand why... O'Malley wants to be with her and why this is the family that settles him down and, and I appreciate that about the Aristocats the Aristocats are an honorable mention for me only because awesome. I couldn't pick mm-hmm. like I like so many of the cats in that movie and then like I just could, I couldn't be like the cast of the Aristocats well and they each
1: have their individual quirks and they all get to do their own thing and like Duchess as a cat while Duchess needs help gain in order to get her family home that's exactly what you would expect from a house cat not mm-hmm. just because she's a female cat but yeah. when it comes to her children she's like yeah I'm gonna take care of this um, I also just like Thomas O'Malley dealing with everything that comes uh, around it's, it's great Thomas O'Malley the grifter that we all want in our life but maybe not the grifter we deserve
0: <laughs> there you go um, my next one is a Disney pick as well Choo choo! to a train. it? <laughs> oh,
1: well, I like that scene that's on the train tracks. Then Stephen King stole it for *Stand By Me*. Oh, stupid. Train! train.
0: Uh, my number one. or number one. My number three <laughs> is an adorable cat from 1940s *Pinocchio*. Oh, Cinderella. Uh, Lucifer. Figaro. Uh, Lucifer does not, Lucifer's a good cat. Like, I love Lucifer. There are a lot of cats in Disney's history, and I was noticing that a lot of these lists were like, yeah, Disney cats. Um, and Because animated cats are easier to give emotions yeah. to. Well, and I wonder, because I was thinking, too, there are a lot more cats throughout Disney history than there was a lot more dogs. There are dogs, so don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but, like, Oliver and Company, um, we got, uh... The cats. There's a dog. Oh, there are a couple oh, of Oh, we're dogs. doing dogs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound. Bolt. Um, Bolt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are all kind of recent ones, too. I was thinking of like. There is like. There's a dog in Cinderella. Robin Hood. There's a dog in Cinderella, but they're not like focal dogs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But anyhow, Figaro. Uh, the wonderful, cute, adorable cat from Pinocchio. And Figaro is Geppetto's pet cat. Little black and white, uh, adorable little cat. Who gets replaced in Geppetto's heart with Pinocchio. And he is not happy about it. Like, he is a pouty person. Just like um, a cat would be. Just like a cat would be. And that's what I like about him. is He's some of my favorite animation because he's a very real and honest cat that, like, loves his owner. And eventually he comes around to love Pinocchio as well, too. Because he understands that... Hey, listen. There could be more there. My favorite stuff is like he's got his little like cat bed that he like curls up into, and like he pulls the sheets over him. He's got his cat nightcap on. Um, He's very cute and adorable. He is one of the closer like. What I love about him specifically and why he's on my list is twofold. One, like filmmaking reasons. As an animated cat, he is one of the closer to just genuinely animating what a real cat would be like. He doesn't talk. He doesn't, you know. He's just very playful. He's he's a cat. He has cat emotions. And two, uh, as a kid, one of my first uh, memories of one of the first pets that we had was a little black and white cat named Figaro. Um, And I named him Figaro because of Pinocchio. So there you go. Good old Figaro. Is uh, probably out of all the house cats in the Disney canon. Ready for some chaotic neutral? Yeah, what's up? Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat.
1: Meow! I love the Cheshire Cat. The Cheshire Cat is just like... He's my homie. The Cheshire Cat... (laughs) Like an... There's something about this cat that's just like this chaotic force where it does The Cheshire Cat in the original animated, not talking about Tim Burton's, does not take a side on the Red Queen or Alice. He's just there to cause mischief and mayhem for whomever it best suits. And the Cheshire Cat is great for that reason. It is the representation of Wonderland and how you cannot trust anything that you find in Wonderland and that it is this journey that will push you to the end. The Cheshire Cat is adorable, it's laughy, it's just having a great time, everyone loves the Cheshire Cat, it stands on its head, you don't understand the rules or the concepts of anything that is presented in the ch- <laughs> What's up Josh?
0: You said everyone loves the Cheshire cat. I love the Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat's annoying. The
1: Cheshire Cat's
0: great. <laughs> I do love the Cheshire Cat, but in that way of like, I don't wanna own a Cheshire cat. No, like, I don't no want one that. wants to
1: own a Cheshire no, cat. It's a smiling kind of cat.
0: Playful, like malicious nonsense. Like Um
1: in the uh, in the original book of it, like, the Cheshire Cat is smiling, and when you see that, you're like, but well, then cats don't smile. <laughs> and you're just, like, a dog can smile. That's great. But that cat starts smiling, I'm going to get rid of
0: it. The Cheshire Cat is a really fun role as well, um, and just that way of, like, you get to be... I love how you to frame this chaotic neutral. Like, that's what he is and who he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um... Yeah, no, he's fun. I enjoy the Cheshire Cat a lot. I, I mean, my favorite poem out of all of Alice Wonderland is it's the Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky, and that is said by him. So yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, we're gonna take a pause on Disney animated cats here for a second. No worries, friends. We're coming back to them. Um, uh, but my number two cat is the Gorefiend's cat, Ulysses, from Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, we talk a lot about Inside Lou and Davis on our Coen Brothers episodes, so you can definitely go get more insight on that movie I on those definitely episodes. Don't yeah, talk about the cat. Um, we don't. I definitely don't. Oh, okay. I love this cat. Um, so the Gorfine's cat represents a journey and an arc for that parallels uh, Lou and Davis's arc inside this movie, and. It's one of those things, much like the hats in Miller's Crossing, where the Coens have been like, Yeah, it's a thing, it's there. It, it doesn't have a bigger meaning to it. But, like, it does have a bigger meaning to it. Like, this is what the Coens do. They're like, They're, they're a little bit like tricksters and they're like pranksters and they like things. They're like, Yeah, no, we just did it. It didn't mean anything. Have you um, seen- And I was like, Have you seen your
1: movies? Have what? you seen The Runtime on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
0: Oh, no. It's
1: two hours and 41 minutes.
0: Quentin, get an editor. <sighs> all right. I'm sorry. I just you you watch. Uh, do you want the first two twenty or the last two twenty? I
1: don't want it at all.
0: <laughs> like I'll take an hour twenty. You take an hour twenty. We get.
1: I feel like that screws over the person in the back half.
0: <laughs> I I'm... G- I'm giving you the option. Do you want the first one twenty or the last one twenty?
1: wanted to go see it with you, because. You... so
0: I will see it with you. I'm, as you know, legit excited to see this movie. I oh know, Josh.
1: It's just I'm
0: sorry. I'd, I'd,
1: I'd... It's. a it's you it's film. It's a
0: me film, and I'm hoping that maybe it's a me film that'll that'll be a little bit more of a current me film as well. So who knows but the gorfin's cat. Um, goes through this adventure. I love how adorable the cat is. I also love that Lewin doesn't love this cat, but he like it's the one thing in this world that he feels this sense of like purpose towards. Like he feels this towards music, yes, of course, but like he can't let down the gorfin's. And lose this cat. And this cat represents more to him than what it is just as a cat. And even though he does lose the cat, and like there's this whole adventure there that goes through it, it's this metaphorical representation. And I, it's also adorable. It's this beautiful orange tabby cat, and you just hang out, and he drinks milk, and he bums around the city, and then you find a new one, and that's not the right cat. And like, I don't know, I, I love the girlfriend's cat. Good use of actual cat. Like the Figaro and the girlfriend's cat, Ulysses. Like, I think they they, they kind of pair each other in my brain of, like, these are just cute cats that I love. And, like, there are cats on screen that are cats. Kind of, you know, love them. Wow,
1: But how do you get it across the screen like that?
0: (laughs) Um, Oscar Isaac hated working with this cat. Like, apparently it was not a good cat. Like, the the actor cat itself. And the Coen's also more struggling with it. Oh, buddy.
1: All right, everyone. My number... Oh, I have a lot of honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. I have so many.
0: Uh, I've got some, too.
1: C.S.C. from Homeward Bound. Ooh,
0: she's on my list.
1: Uh, Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't care that... that my, I don't know if it's a movie or not. I don't care. I love Salem... The cat. Salem the cat is Bay. Salem the cat is my life. Salem the cat has been, like, my one of my, like, strongholds of all humor in all of my life. I love Sabrina the Teenage Wish. I love Salem. You should have just put
0: Salem on your list.
1: <sighs> okay, so Salem's my number one. <laughs> uh,
0: before you move on I'm Salem, not... Oh, sorry. I know, I was just gonna, <laughs> like... Like, I think there's also, like, uh, Salem's inspiration, uh, though not on my list. Binks, Beckery J- Binks from... Hocus pocus needs to be honorable mentioned, I guess.
1: Jones is on here. Mrs. Norris from Harry Potter.
0: Uh, Mrs. Norris also is on my honorable mention list. Um, I, I wanted to put her on, she was my last cut, but um, I, I, I like her and what she represents a lot to the film, and like she's a good, like, tertiary antagonist in the initial films. Uh, do you have Crookshanks on your list? No, why? Well, I don't either. Specifically speaking of films. Because if I was doing books, I'd put Crookshanks over Norris. But films, it's Norris over Crookshanks. Because Norris actually gets a part and something to do. All right, keep going.
1: Crookshanks just looks like a cat. It's a cat. It's a measle. Yeah. yeah so it couldn't make my list. Yeah. <laughs> Neither could have the goose. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Jinx from Meet the Parents. Uh, I have Ulysses from Inside Lewin Davis. I have Puss in Boots from Shrek 2. I have Scat Cat. I put Lucifer from Cinderella. I have Aslan on here from the Chronicles of Narnia.
0: And that's my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mentions that you haven't mentioned, I have Goose from Captain Marvel, just not on my list because there are so many other cats and we've talked about that cat recently. Um, I've got Catbus from My Neighbor Totoro. Love the Cat Bus. Um, the Pink Panther from the Pink Panther franchise. Um, the Wait, what? The animated Pink Panther. Oh, there's Not, a, there's an animated? Yeah, there's like a pretty famous like animated, like he's pink, he's a panther, like he goes around and he like, he causes mischief. Oh, I he's, always just thought it was a diamond. It is a diamond, but there's also, so the opening credits have animations of this Pink Panther, but then they became their own little short films themselves. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Pink Panther. Um, I've got, uh, Kylie's number one is in my honorable mention, so I will just let her reveal that later. Um, Orion from Men in Black carries the whole universe right here in his little collar. I have no idea what that is. Orion is so there's a cat that's like kind of vaguely in and out in and the room. Yeah, he's in the first Men in Black. Um, and like at the end of the, like they're searching for this universe, they're searching for this thing oh. the whole time. And it's around the neck neck of Orion the cat. I really don't remember it. Um, the cat from the third man who is involved in one of the greatest character reveals of all time. Uh, and my last honorable mention, uh, but he's only in that one scene. Okay. Like, he's still, yeah. Um, my last honorable mention, again, a cat with a small part, but a very important cat in our hearts and in our minds and in everything else, Keanu from Keanu. I could not put good old cute Keanu in there. I did.
1: I forgot him. That's okay. He means nothing. I will
0: never forget Keanu.
1: <sighs> my number one is Bagheera is great. Bagheera is wonderful. Bagheera, much like Zazu, <laughs> is, is a warrior, <laughs> And I just think we need more warriors in this world because I need someone to worry about Mowgli. Yeah. Because Baloo... Baloo
0: certainly is not.
1: Baloo, like, they are, like, you have this fun parent and then you need the one that's gonna make sure the kid don't die. <laughs>
0: Which are both important roles. I just, and don't have to be mutually exclusive always.
1: I just think that Bagheera just doesn't get any credit. Bagheera is trying so hard to make sure this character lives. And Bagheera, I just... I... I need the character that worries and cares, and just wants to get them through, because that's who I am. I worry so much about these children, and I just I just need them to listen to me, just listen to me, and I will get you through your issue. I know how to fight the share cons of your life, I know how to get you to the village so that you're protected from share Khan, and I know that there are the blues, blues in your life who are going to distract you from your end goal, and I will help help Baloo get there. It will help Baloo help you get there. But you just need to listen. Bagheera is such, like, (laughs) such a personal choice because Bagheera cares so much about this Mowgli thing and it goes against Bagheera's nature and I know it goes against the wolves' natures. The wolves aren't characters, however, in that animated film. Bagheera is the one that finds it in finds Mowgli and wants to give him this good life even though it goes against everything that he stands for and he knows how dangerous it is for him to go against Shere Khan but he does it anyways because he cares about this little baby and even Ben Kingsley Bagheera is great. Yeah. He cares so much about this little boy and when you see that photorealistic panther and you feel like crying because you don't like big cats and then he puts his hand on his nose you're just like oh Bagheera
0: <laughs> Listen from the blues of the world, all right, Bagheera. From us blues, we love the kid and we want to make sure they're safe as well. And though we take a long time getting there, we understand. We will help you get there. We and we need you, but we also like we gotta loosen you up a little I, bit, okay? I, Sometimes we gotta understand the bare necessity. There's a tiger coming for him. <laughs> Yeah, but it's okay to have a little fun as we learn some things. Like, maybe we can live in the jungle for a bit. Have a good time. The monkeys. The monkeys. They, they're also not good. We, we get in some trouble. The okay. snakes. We learn. We learn lessons with balloons. <laughs> I
1: just... I just... Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like... I feel like the worry wards in this world are never are taken for granted. But you know what happens if no one worries?
0: I love Bagheera. I just, you had, when I sent you my list, um, you would you sent me your list, you asked if it was helpful, and I said yes, because I knew that, like, okay, Bagheera's on yours, so Bagheera doesn't have to make mine. Um, but he was definitely going to be there, because Bagheera is great. All right.
1: and He's such a cute animation. He is.
0: Like, I love Bagheera. One of my favorite Disney pins is a Bagheera pin. I wish there was more of them. um my number one in a in a similar way to bagheera uh so i knew that my number one was going to come from the lion king 1994 uh and so it kind of came down to a debate of who and which one and how i was going to pick that out because the lion king 94 is a very important film to me in my childhood it is it is up there with Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast as like three of like the most influential films on me as a person. Um, and I kept thinking about who it was going to be because um, there are there there are several options and I think in in a, in a, in some ways it kind of comes down to three or three kind of main cats of the film though Nala is wonderful. She doesn't have a huge huge part. Um, Sarabi also great. Not really a, not really a part. Scar Scar, 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 Simba, and Mufasa are who it kind of comes down to for me. And Simba, great lead character, very typical hero. I like him. Not, did, didn't quite make the cut for me. So it was down to, to the brothers. Scar. The brothers too. Scar and Mufasa. Scar. Scar. I was thinking about which one. And then it took me to the point where I was watching Lion King 2019. And I was realizing what was working and what was not working and what was not working was most of that movie uh, almost, it, almost that movie in its entirety however I was still finding myself grounded to one character in particular and it was Mufasa because what works about the Mufasa character in 2019 is all because of 1994 So my number one is Mufasa. Scar is a great, wonderful cat, and he is, is, like, amazing. I love him. Here's why I went with Mufasa. To me, it is, I think, in that way that The Lion King doesn't work if you're not emotionally grounded and connected to the death of Mufasa. And you only have about 15 minutes to really get that done. And the vocal performance that James Earl Jones gives, he is just that loving, caring father who, who, you know has so many responsibilities in life, but is gonna take his time and be with his son. And what he wants to teach his son in this moment is how to be a good, benevolent king, and how he can understand that the people are all involved in the circle, the people, the animals are all involved in the circle of life, and that their job is not to be aggressive, and their job is not to be power-hungry and all consuming their job in this place of privilege in this place of power is to share that power with everybody around them and understand that we all flourish when we all have our place in our world and we all know that we can rise and we can fall and we can come through and we make this together and i love that there is this even this early idea that within this privilege that mufasa has he wants to show that it is not it is not the only thing that makes you a good leader. Your privilege may give you somewhere, but it is what you do with that privilege and how you empower your people that makes you a good or poor leader. And that's something that I just think is a really important message in the world. On top of the fact that... Listen, stop showing me score! Okay, this is right before he lies to a child and makes this child have such terrible adult trauma that he cannot cannot come back to function as a human he goes and runs away and hides all the emotion this man is the greatest villain so much of this one child's life in this simple sentence of you are responsible for your father's death run run away simba it's so traumatizing. and so terrorizing. And isn't that the greatest evil you no! can do? No, it's the greatest evil you can do, but it's not the greatest cat. That's you why can be. he is the no, greatest he villain. he is. I mean, he, listen, that's a whole other conversation that he is definitely in the conversation of. Um, and, and I share me irons for who many, is... many years that Scar is my favorite Disney villain. But Mufasa, like he's just got it. He's got it in spades. He's everything you would will hope that a father figure could be, would be, should be. And when he comes back in the clouds and you're like, please don't leave us again. Simba's a jerk. I don't want to be with him. Come back. Huh. All right, friends. Well, if you enjoyed this conversation. Don't. Well, why wouldn't you? No, you don't do ever so. talk to us again. Do so, please. Go away, Here. all of I would you. would love it If you would talk to us, we would love to have a conversation and respond to comments. Uh, you can do so at Friend Podcast at Squarespace. dot com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Spot on, Jeremy Aaron's impersonation. Oh! <laughs> you can also find us at Friend of Friend Podcasts on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at
1: DW2 underscore podcast.
0: YouTube Ducks
1: Watch Together. Tumblr. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. Darby and Kylie Gallagher. Thank
0: you so much for listening. I've been Josh. And
1: I'm Kylie. Meow, 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 meow.